Okay, before we begin to share, I just want to mention that we are in the middle of our campaign, Fuel the Fire campaign, trying to raise a million dollars for the yeshiva that we should be able to continue in our Avodat HaKodesh. And many sponsorships are available, including sponsorship of this Mesila Isharim class. For $180, a person can sponsor this class. It can be paid over time, over 12 months even if necessary. Baruch Hashem, many, many people sponsor this class. And Baruch Hashem, with Siyat Deshmaya, there's hundreds of people that listen to the class daily. It's posted on many different platforms. So if anybody wants to sponsor this shiur, they can go to fuelthefire.org and they can sponsor a Mesila Isharim or they can sponsor a Gemara share or many other sponsorships are available. Okay. So we're holding over here in the middle of the big subject of Hasidut. Unbelievable subject, which I want to take my time, if you don't mind, in understanding it well. The Messiah Sisharim, as we learned, opened up the chapter, Parakut Ches, which is the Bi'ur in the Midata Hasidut. And he said that there's a tremendous pitfall out there in the world where people have a complete misunderstanding of what Hasidus is. And what it does, because of this misunderstanding, people develop a negative attitude towards Hasidus. They kind of push it away from something that they're interested in achieving because of this great mistake that's portrayed of what Hasidus is. Okay? And he goes on to explain that there are behaviors that they see, people do, under the banner of Hasidus. For example, they see people saying, Amirat Bakashot Rabot, Viduyim Gedolim, Bechiyot, crying, Hishtahavayot Gedolot, Sigufim Hazarim, Shiyamis Bohem Haodom Asatzmoy, Ketfilas Hakerach, like those that dip in an ice-cold mikveh, meaning they have such mysterious nefesh to go to the mikveh, that even if the only body of water they can find is they have to break the ice to get into that body of water, they'll do it. So, this types of behavior is, people define chasidus with it, and because they define chasidus with this, they say, well, this is not for me. And therefore, it drives away chachomim. People that are wise people, people that like to learn and understand things, say, this is not for us. And it ends up becoming a practice for the bilti chachom. And we saw also in the Mesila Isharim, in the beginning of Mesila Isharim, in the Hagdom of Mesila Isharim, where he says, it doesn't make sense. That this is what Hasidah should be. Right? Now, although the Mesilai Sharim said 
Even though some of these behaviors need to be practiced by Bali Tshuva, for example, maybe Viduyim, and Bechiyas, Bechiyas is part of being a Bal Tshuva, right? Maybe certain Sigufim, whatever it is, it may be necessary for some of these practice for people that want to do Tshuva. Also, Pirush, Prushim, Prushim we said are people that are Poresh, from Taivas Olam Hazer, Right? They may do certain behaviors. So some of these behaviors are actually good behaviors for certain people in certain circumstances at certain times. Maybe some of these behaviors shouldn't be at all, but a lot of these behaviors are real things. Even this thing of breaking the ice and going into the mikveh, even when it was cold, the Gemara says that about binayohu ben Yehoyodo. Great tzaddik. We went to his caver. When we went on our chizik trip to Eretz Yisrael, we went to his caver. So it says, Mefurish in the Pesach, that he went into a ice mikveh. It says, Betocha be'er biyom hasheleg. And the Gemara in Brocha says, that he went into, he broke the ice, and he went in there to be tovel. Remember that Gemara Eliezer? Huh? If you have to the Gemara. Very good, Beautiful. Now, it says he brings down over here in the Hagor uh, from Rabdon Segel. They understood the value of being toivel in the mikveh, what it does for the person spiritually. And therefore they were more ser nefesh to go into the mikveh, even when it was freezing. Okay? So people did these things, these, these practices, great, great men, great pious men, and people that we look up to. That are Chachomim too. Get that? Let's get that clear. We find people that are clearly Chachamim. They are the Poiske Ador. They are the Lamdone Ador. We know that they're very smart people. And they've made these practices of Prishas and Chasidas and all these, uh, big things, right? So why does that turn people off? If it's a practice, that belongs to a great man and a chanami. Let's try to daher. You know, when we learn a sugya, we have to think. Chayav adam to think. Okay? And a chanami, the gather of chasidus. The definition of chasidus is not this, as we're going to explain. For sure not. But, these practices a lot of times come along with great people. Because great people like to be for the various benefits of that. Great people understand the benefits of purity of the body and understand what it means to go to the mikveh. And great people practice these practices. So it's true that these practices are not the definition of chasidus, but why do they turn off? Why do they send people away and say, this is chasidus? Not for me. 
Right? Do you hear my question? It's not the gift of Hasidus, but why is it turned people away? So I want to understand something together with you. I think it's a very important thing. We're going to learn that Hasidus is far from a behavior. Hasidus is really a motivation. It's a certain connection with Hashem. It's trying to do the Ratzon Hashem. It is bringing Nachat Ruach to Hashem. We'll learn all the concepts again very clear. And Hasidus doesn't require even a person to learn all day. A person can be a businessman who works hard for make a living to be able to put food on his table and he can be a Hasid Gamur. And Hasidus doesn't require uh, these acts, Be'etzah. Okay? It's true. Hasidus is a very deep thing and it's a very, very uh, personal thing. It's a personal thing in a way that it fits with your lifestyle. It could fit with your lifestyle. It could fit with your personality. It could very, very much sit very well by a person, even though it's a high level. It's chasidus. Chasidus means I'm not selfish at all. I'm only thinking about Hashem. And I'm trying to make Hashem happy. But it could sit well with my personality. It could sit well with my lifestyle. It could sit well with my circumstances in life. And therefore, there's no specific behavior, a manual, to say you do this, this, and this, and that makes you a chassid. It's not a manual of external behaviors. It will manifest itself in an external way, but in the creativity of the human being himself. Not a manual. Okay? And then we're going to see that even there is times that a person shouldn't practice Hasidus. We're going to learn that in the coming prokem. If let's say, there's a big cloud. If a person's doing Hashem's will, he's doing a mitzvah, he has to do the mitzvah even if people around him make fun of him. Because you have to be a gib'az kanamer says in Shukhan Aruch. The Mishnah Brewer explains it. Az, az kanomer. Shouldn't be nespol, shouldn't be affected by people putting you down or maligim all of avoidus Hashem. You have to do avoidus Hashem regardless of people's approvals. So obviously a person in general has to find himself a, a good community to belong to and good friends to belong to so he doesn't have to deal with that. Number one. Number two, he shouldn't do things, put himself in a position where people don't understand him and they're not at his level and therefore they make fun of him because he's causing Jewish people to do an Avera. Not allowed to cause Jewish people to do an Avera. And if a Jewish person makes fun of you, he's doing an Avera. They can't make him do an Avera. Asur. But if you find yourself, happen to find yourself, whatever it is, your father prays in a shul, which is not ay ay ay. And I'll skip it once in a while. When you go visit him, you have to pray with him. And you look like a yeshiva bocher. And you daven like a mensch. And maybe people say, what's up with this guy, you know? Fine. You have to do what you have to do, right? However, we're going to learn 
that in Hasidus, things that are above the letter of the law, and the creativity of your avoider, when you find yourself in a situation of being amongst people who won't understand you, and because of it they will look down at you, and cause them to do an Avera, the Basil Sisharam is going to teach us that at that point you don't do the Hasidus. Because what's a bigger Ratzon Hashem? That you should do his Ratzon, or that you should make sure that Jewish people don't sin. Right? I remember one time, I brought my Rebbe, my greatest Rebbe, that Tzaddik, Rameya Hershkowitz, great man. I used to bring him in the summertime once, one Shabbat, one weekend, I used to bring him to deal, to make fundraiser for the yeshiva. We had a host, and we would eat in different people's houses, and go to the shuls. It was like a, you know, a whole program over the weekend, and tried to help the yeshiva raise money. So, one time we had a su'uda by a very, very special person, a good friend of mine, and he was the president of Deal Shul at the time in the summer, and he invited us to eat by his house Friday night, and his name is Abe Sutton, I don't know if you know him, very nice man. His son-in-law, Alex Mizrahi, now he's a rabbi, Rabbi Alex, was a Talmud of mine, so we're very close, and we had the rabbi in his house for the Suda, and after the Suda, we opened the doors for all Yeshiva Bacharim, and Avrechim, people to come and sit with the rabbi and ask him questions and hashkafa and halacha and whatever they want to ask, right? So, there was a guy there, there was a bochah, he was an avrech actually, he's a married guy, who his family and his wife's family were far from B'nai Torah. And this guy became a Ben Torah and he wears a hat, it looks like a Ben Torah, and he told Rashiva, when I go to the weddings and the bar mitzvahs of my family, they all look down at black hats, and they think it's Ashkenaz, and who knows what, right? So, but I, you know, I, I feel strongly that, why should I bend and take off my hat? When I go to these places, I show them this is what I am, I don't know, he wants to know, he thought he's going to get a strong haskama from the Rosh Hashiva for his great behavior, Mesiris Nefesh, Laman Kvoidatere. Yeah? So the Rosh Hashiva told him, you're doing wrong. Now this is coming from the black hat of all black hats. Okay? You can't get more black hat than this rabbi. So he told him, you're making a mistake. He says, to wear a yarmulke, that's a chiyuv. I'm a chiyuv to wear a yarmulke. Not to go into all the poiskim about this, but that's what he said. It's a chiyuv to wear a yarmulke. So even if people are going to be mal'igim olav because you're wearing a yarmulke, you're not allowed to go away from a chiyuv because people are mal'igim olav. Hagam, the people that are mal'igim olav are doing an avera, and in a certain way, you're being gurim them to do an Avera because you're giving them an opportunity to make fun of you. But still, that's not your cheshbon. However, the Rosh Hashiva said, wearing a hat is chasidut. It's taka, big mailah. I'm not going to go into that. It's not the class today. What's the mailah? But it's chasidut. It's above the letter of the law. It's the Ratzon Hashem. 
it brings nachas to Hashem. But it's chasidut. When it comes to chasidut, if what you're gonna do is going to cause others to sin, so don't do it. And it's better for you to go to the weddings and the bamitzas and the brisim without your hat. You understand? So that's the rule. That's the rule of Mesila Isharim, of Chasidus. So you see, Chasidus, there's no manual. Chasidus always requires decision making. And we're going to learn a whole chapter about that. Mishkala Chasidus. It requires decision making. Sometimes to do, sometimes the Chasidus is not to do. Because the point of the Chasidus is always the Ratzon Hashem. And you have to figure out the Ratzon Hashem. And the Ratzon Hashem is something that requires knowledge. Knowledge of Torah. Knowledge of the Ratzon Hashem. And circumstances where you have to make decisions in those circumstances. Follow? Anything that's built on a manual of external behaviors is not chasidus. That you have to get clear. Even precious. For example, to be a parush. To be one of the functions of precious we learned was that you have to be mitbodeh. Mitbodeh. You know what mitbodeh means? To stay secluded, away from people. Right? And we know that the greatest men in society have practiced hitbodidut, for sure. But at the same time, they were also the most social people in the world. David HaMelech was a king. Yosef HaTzadik was a king. All these great gedolim interacted with people. But part of their avoidance Hashem was at certain points to be mitbodeh. But that is not a clear recipe. When, where, how, what, that's dependent on the Ovid. Do you understand? There are people that his boidus is healthy for them, and there are people that is too much his boidus is unhealthy for them. And therefore, it's not required by the Torah to do such things. Do you understand? So everything has to be worked out in what's your derech of avodah. You understand? But when chasidus becomes a something that you sell, you know, it's a sellable item. This is what we do. This is the manual, this is what you do, and then you are pious. Not coming from a deep understanding of the sugya. Even precious has to come from a deep understanding of the danger of indulgence in Taibus and what it does to a human. And from that deep understanding, and knowing yourself, and your own tendencies, and where you have to be stronger on your, on your precious, that's a personal decision that you have to make. So the concepts are all the fundamentals of the concepts have to be understood, and how they're practically employed in your personal life has to be something that's personal. It's not a copycat. It's not something that you copy. Oh, he does this. 
I read a storybook about a gadol. He does this, I'm going to do this. It's not about copycatting. So when I look at a gadol and I see, this is a deep thing, how we have to learn from gadolim. The point of learning from gadolim is not to practice their behaviors. Because first of all, their behavior may be too high level for you. And it may not be something that fits your personality. And when you see things that don't fit your personality and they sound like intense, it takes you, says, I don't want that. It brings you, it turns you away from that. Follow? But if I could take a miser from a god and I could learn something from him, why is that god of Puresh? What's the Indian? I have to learn from him. So I learn something. Then I go back to my life and my level and I figure out how I can implement that to the degree that works for me. So it's personal. I can learn, but it's personal. Got it? So what was happening, and usually, just Bader Cloud, usually these behaviors, these strong behaviors, like breaking the ice, etc., etc., are usually by Gidolim very hidden. They're not things that the Gidolim are making a whole ritual out of. The main manifestation of Hasidus that we see by Gidolim is that they are very much trying to understand Torah. And they're very much trying to understand the Halakha. And they're very much trying to live according to the Torah. That's the main thing you have to see by them. You understand? That's the main Nikuda. But what was happening in the time of the Ramchal was there was a marketing type of thing. A Mahalach. This is Hasidus. Behaviors. And if you want to be a Hasid, you have to follow these demands. So it changed, not only, it changes the Tzura of Hasidus. That's the turnoff. The turnoff is not the actual behavior itself. Because if you see a real chassid doing that behavior, you won't be turned off by it. But if you see, if that becomes in place of what real chassidus is, certain demands, certain behaviors, certain dress, certain way, that's chassidus. So it changed the essence of the neshama of chassidus. That's when it becomes a turnoff. Now, this is a very deep concept, and I think this is a very important concept. I don't know if we have so much time to talk about it. But what we're seeing in our generation a little bit, okay? So what do we see in our generation? A lot of kids today get turned off from the yeshiva world or whatever it may be, right? And they're trying to change the way the kids dress in the yeshivas and they're trying to find their individuality by saying that the demands of the yeshiva world, that's not my level, that's not me, it's fake, doesn't make sense, right? So we're also struggling with the same thing that's going on in the Masil Tisharim. It just happens to be in our yeshiva world, we're not breaking ice to get into a mikvah, and we're not saying viduyim gedoylem, and hishtachavoyiz and bechiz, but if you learn a Masil Tisharim like a lamdin, you have to take the yesoid and see where it applies in your life. That's the key thing in general learning, Rabbi you have to get this clear. This you have to get clear. Avoid this Hashem, you have to be a lamdin. We could study problems of many generations 
And those problems may not exist today in the tsura of the way those problems existed once upon a time. But the lumness of the problem exists in our world. So we have to be smart people. Because the Torah is always teaching us how to live our lives. So you're reading a Masil Sishara, who's dealing with the problem in his generation, the way the problem looks in his generation. It doesn't look like that today. But if you understand the lumness of the problem, then you'll find the way it looks in our generation today. And this is something we have to be very careful with. Because on one hand, it's actually the beauty of our generation. The fact that our generation really wants to be real. It's a beautiful thing. We want to be real, and we want to connect with our void. It's a beautiful thing. However, we don't know how to do it. And because we don't know how to do it, that's why we have the problems where people have to show their individuality by being not yeshivish, you know? And they have to act, uh, you know, I, this is what I am, this is the level I'm at, so I'll be comfortable with that, right? It's coming out in the wrong way because people are not educating us how to do it in the right way. We have to understand that many of the practices of the yeshiva world is based on concepts of chasidus. But you can't focus only on the behavior and the external behavior and say that is chasidus. You have to understand why it is that way. Why is it important to dress that way? Like for what? If you say being a yeshiva bocher is a white shirt and black pants and a jacket and a hat and these kind of shoes and this, that's a yeshiva bocher. That's a very external thing that you just made everybody like that. So comes a kid, he says, well, I don't like that, you know? It doesn't fit my reality. What should I do? You know? But he has to understand why that came out to be that way. What's the importance of a human being who dresses very conservative? Why? Why is that an Indian? To understand the sugya. And then when you understand the sugya, you have to find a place where you can make avoida that's personal, where you can feel a sipuk in your nefesh for living a personal way, but you don't have to act totally different in order to do that. You can find a way to have sipuk in the yeshiva world and, and making your own avoida and then feel comfortable with that and you don't have to be this whole chalois individual. You understand? It's a big subject. And it needs to be talked about in today's generation because our, there's a good thing going on, but it's coming out in a bad way. So we need to learn that, but we have to stop there for davening. So we'll have to continue.